0: Welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock. Me, I'm your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Seagull Network. Boy, am I feeling it this morning. Back on the board for the first time in, uh, geez, it feels like forever. I mean, it was forever. What was it? I want to say the last show from this board that I did was uh, April... What's today? Twenty-six. So three weeks ago, April fifth. How's that for quick math for you, huh? Last week, as uh, as you heard, I was still in Houston when uh, this show was going on, so I so I had to pre-record it uh, Tuesday night. And kind of get it in there. And again, as usual, always thank Avrami for all the hard work he does. So uh, specifically for that show, but in general. Not only does Avrami do a Wednesday live lunch following this show. And a Saturday Night Seagull after Shabbos. But he's also the, the guy behind the scenes making sure everything runs smoothly, constantly. Helping out with all the shows on an engineering end or an editing end. An invaluable part of our network here, so uh, always, always have to think of Rummy for everything that goes around here. But, but specifically for this show, we do have a uh, a good show for you today. But let's let's start with a little something that I like to call uh, rants about the New York City weather. Today, April twenty sixth, it is currently disgusting outside. In short, disgusting. Yesterday, fifties and disgusting. It is. Late April. It is April 26th, and I can't get some 60-degree weather in here. I can't get some 70s, some 80s. And I think I met, mentioned this in last week's show in Houston. 70s and 80s. It was it was raining throughout Pesach a day or two. But at least I got some good weather in the 70s. And, here I got a, a 50s and rain. This, it's April. It's late April. Who in their right mind chooses to live in a... City where this is the weather, and no, granted, I am one of those people, um, somewhat by choice. It boggles my mind that there are people, I I, I mean, I just don't get it, I, and, and it's not even winter, winter and I'm not going on this rant, but it boggles my mind that people willingly choose to live in a city, forget about even New York, I'm talking about Chicago, I'm talking about Cleveland, I'm talking about northern cities, where sometimes they have to wake up in the morning and spend... 20, I don't even know how long, 20, 30 minutes shoveling out their car. The worst thing that I had to do when I grew up getting into a car was maybe waiting a minute because it's so hot in the car and the seatbelt's going to burn you. Take that any day of the week over dealing with snow or whatever before getting into my car. I mean, the rain is just so, so frustrating. It's late April. And I'm, I got to deal with it. Still, I gotta. I gotta put on a sweater. Still, I gotta sweater and the raincoat and the umbrella. And the umbrella's blowing all over the place. I've lost. I kid you not. Easily four umbrellas in the last four years, probably. I don't know what it is about New York wind that my umbrellas can't withstand. I'm just. I'm just frustrated about the weather. And I look at my weather app, and I'm like, okay. Tomorrow is supposed to be. You know, maybe get into the 70s. Friday is supposed to be seventy. At least Friday, at least I see, at least on my app. Mid-70s, it's supposed to be thunderstorms, but sorry, right. I'll take the mid-70s in rain. That's at least a lot better. I could put on normal clothes. I don't have to deal with a sweater or heavy clothing. Shabbos, I I, I love what I see for Shabbos. Shabbos 80? That's what a southern boy can get on a whew, 80 degrees. I might, I, I might ask my friends who I'm waiting, eating with on Shabbos day, Can we eat outside, and they're going to be schvitzing outside. I'm, I'm gonna love it. Wow. And Sunday, Sunday's a big day, folks. Why is Sunday the big day? Because yours truly will be the starting pitcher for the, uh, the new, the new softball team in the Central Park League in New York City. That's right, Yoni Pollock here. Uh, a bunch of my friends finally, finally, finally decided. You know what? It is time to put together our softball team for the summer. I've always, for the last three, four summers, I've always like, come on, guys! Like this is central, like, like we're in New York City. Let's play in the Central Park League. How cool is that? I don't believe my league is. A, I don't think it's an officially a Jewish league. Um, we're finally in a league, though. I think there are. Jewish teams, but I don't think this, I think there is an official Jewish league. I, I really don't know. I could be totally spewing. I have no idea, but I am the starting pitcher. Am I a pitcher by trade? No, I am not. Uh, middle school, I played catcher and third base. Little league, I played pretty much everywhere. I like to think of myself as a versatile player. Uh, I could pretty much, I mean, I definitely, I can play any position they ask me to when I, uh, back in the day when I used to play at home in Houston softball, we tried to put together a few softball games over the summer. On Sundays, I'd play short center. I love that position, and I'm a big guy. Listen, I'm I'm not the fastest guy on the team. I'm probably one of the more athletic guys on the team, but not the, the fastest guy. But I played baseball a lot, softball a lot. A lot of it's you know getting a read on the ball. First step is huge. Um, my twin brother's on the team. He's, uh, I like to call him the picking machine. He'll probably play first base. But yeah, I am the starting pitcher. I, uh, not, I do not, it's softball, so it's not overhand. I'm going to, you know, lob a ball up. Hopefully not like, uh, I don't even know what that style is called, where you kind of just throw it up, huge arc, twelve six style. Um, I, I don't know how fast I could throw, I've been warming up a bit. It's going to be about mixing velocities, I'm more of a pitch-to-contact type of guy. Anyway, y'all don't care, but softball, I'm really excited for this Sunday. Double header, little eight. 8 a.m., 9.15 a.m. action. That means early Minion. Early, I think we're going to all Uber. Pretty much all of us are in the Heights. We're all going to Uber down, maybe subway together. Probably Uber down, knowing my friends. and um, it's. I, I, love, I love team camaraderie, competition. Obviously, we want to win. I'm, I don't have our hopes up high because some of these guys have not swung a bat in five years or since high school. Some of these guys had to buy a glove and cleats for this occasion. I always have a glove and cleats ready for any game. So uh, we'll see what happens. But every week you can expect a softball update. Your starting pitcher officially announced for opening day, Yoni Pollock. And uh, field, shoot, I want to say field seven. So if anyone wants to come out, field seven, Central Park, be there or don't be there. All right. What do we have for you on this show today? Um, Two interviews this week One is from Leora Zamek She interviews uh, I really don't want to mispronounce it And if I do, I apologize Nahal Talazalan a re- with a really cool initiative Give with words You can check it out on Facebook uh, We're going to play that interview around 9.30 or so So uh, stick around for that And as usual Tova connect joins us She interviews one of the singers of the Solomon Brothers Nachman Solomon uh, We'll play that about 10 a.m. or so But for now Rosh Chodesh, jeez, I should I should know this, Nissan, ER, Nissan, ER, ER, Rosh Chodesh ER, there you go, is today, still going to have some regular music for you, some acapella, mix it up a bit, Rosh Chodesh ER, but today's Wednesday and that means one thing and one thing only, Mahapecha Shel right here on Bite Size, on the Nachum Signal Network.
1: Szamaty się osim pomes i babila dai Afhatłosy, odter to w mimeni, ey. Na sime ta cał mea chołaj Alone, ha czekulche Hey! Shamaty się, tchaltem bila dai, Afkatlosiec, ey, odder to הראש כבר מסתובב,
2: כולם בהיי לא נעצור,
1: בעולם יש לו שם מיני מיוחד.
2: From the start
1: to the last fear cut zone. I got that pride in my religion Got my friends and family Got that challah in the oven It's so hot Ooh, We keep these same traditions After so many centuries That's the way we do. the heat V'ir shircha dash, nale, harachamana niktosh, yisvorach v'yisale, alkos yair bale, ki
2: ben David.
1: ten la mira de abajo ten la
2: Yavo 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 Yavo
1: Yavo 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 Yavo
2: Yavo 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 Yavo, Yavo, Yavo,
1: Yavo, 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 Be that a new. a new. Who are happy? Who are happy? And don't a hush. Bend a bit new.
0: And that, was I by the Maccabees, as you're tuned into Bite Size here on the Knockham Seal Network. And as I promised you earlier, Liara Zomics interview with Nahal Talazlan. I really hope I didn't pronounce that or mispronounce that, excuse me. Um, she has a really cool initiative called Give with Words. It's uh you could check it out the, again, the Facebook page is you could just go to Give With Words, you'll find it. Uh really cool looking, and I'm gonna let her kind of pretty much explain everything about it. So here's Leora with Nahal Talazlan right here on Bite Size on the Nachlum Single Network.
3: I am Leo Razamik, and today I am joined by Nahal Talasazan. I pronounced that right, I think, and I'm very (laughs) proud of myself. Um, Now, I found you on Facebook. I saw a post, I think, at YU Marketplace, um, that you started something called Give With Words. Um, First of all, how are you doing?
4: I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I am
3: good. I am good. I'm happy that spring is slowly coming in. Um, And now... This is what I saw on the site, and then I'd like for you to elaborate like from your heart, I guess we could say. Sure. Um, <laughs> you were walking the streets of New York. You wanted to do something. I think we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a dollar is a dollar. I also often would think like a dollar they could do anything with, so sometimes I'd rather give them food. Mm-hmm. than a dollar. Um, so you started Give With Words, which helps build connection. Um, you write on your dollar bill. I think, I don't know, you'll explain that a little bit, but that was from your page. Um, so what what's going on here? What are you doing?
4: Sure. So basically, I commute into Stern. for. The, I've been commuting into Stern for the past three years. And from Penn to Stern, you literally see every block, like at least five. It's Yeah, yeah I've, you, I've been there. You know, you I've see been there. everyone... There's so many people just sitting on the street. And if you haven't been there, New York. Basically. I'm sure, I'm sure York you've too. seen it. And I always wanted to do something. I wanted to make a difference. I really wanted to help them in some way. But, you know, I'm a student, and then my friends who I was talking to, they're all like, How good would my, like what good would my dollar actually do? How do we know they're going to use it for good means? Things like that. And I wanted to basically promote the fact that your dollar does make a difference. I've went up to them and I've actually spoken to a couple of them and everyone has told me that your dollar really does go a long way in getting them into a shelter or getting them that hot meal at the end of the day. Like It makes a difference. But not only that, I wanted to build a connection between the person giving and the person receiving. So I felt, I mean, the way we're humans, how do we do right. that? <laughs> we speak. We it's true. give with words. We really um, try to build connections with our words. So I wanted everyone to like encourage people to give that dollar, but write something on the dollar before they hand it to the person on the street. Mm-hmm. And that way I guess it would start a conversation with them and it would show them that we do care, that we do see them. We're not just passing by them every single day and like not really caring for them. We're make, we're trying to help them in the best way that we can, even if like the dollar is the bare minimum that we could give them, you know?
3: Right. Um, so how, how do you do this? Like you've written on a dollar or you just, you tell, you're not collecting the money.
4: Um, so I had trouble figuring out how to actually do this. At first I was just encouraging people to do it. So I wanted to get the word out. I created a Facebook group and Instagram um, page right. and I wanted a pers- I wanted people to just be encouraged to give that dollar but i actually just recently opened a venmo account also so if people who aren't in the city who aren't in new york want to contribute somehow like if they want to donate they can actually send in whatever amount they want and i will then go ahead and print it out right on the dollar whatever they want written on it and then hand it out for them they'll actually get a picture back of that's their so nice and all that.
3: so both you are both collecting yes. and encouraging yes um, and has it worked like have you seen it make a difference not just the dollar you mentioned that the dollar really does make a difference to Mm -hmm. them have you have you spoken to them like them the people that you meet Mm -hmm. um, about the words that you're writing have you gotten a reaction
4: right so every person that I do go up to I first ask them if I could take a moment of their time and then I ask them if they think a dollar does make a difference I've gotten various remarks of like it's really thought that counts or like I would rather food, I would rather this, but, like, at the end of the day, every one of them basically said that, like, yeah, your dollar would contribute to helping me somehow. But then I asked them um, if they think, like, how they feel about people walking by them every single day. And everyone, every single one of them has said, like, simply just saying, hi, how are you, is even greater than that dollar. Oh, wow. Like, stopping by and, like, taking a moment to just talk to us, like, every time I went up to them, they said, what you're doing right now, this is what's great, like, this is what gets me through the day. Just having some human connection with someone, that really helps me and really just pushes right. me going, gets me going, you know? So, afterwards, whenever I handed them the dollar and explained to them, like, this is my project and this is what I'm trying to do, every single one of them said it, it was, like, like they wanted to just keep the dollar, you know? They didn't even right. want to spend it. They, it they makes it harder. Idea. They love the fact that people want to show that they do care for
3: them. What would be cool, if you know how some people, like, write their name on a, on a bill to see if they ever get the bill back? Mm-hmm. It would be so cool they if somebody got one of those bills <laughs> right. from what you were doing. Um, so what is your goal with this? Because obviously you're not setting out to abolish homeless people. You're not trying to raise a ton of money here. You're not trying to raise really any money here. Um now, like, you could have a few goals here. It could be either to raise awareness for a problem that is among us, um, not necessarily to fix it, but knowing that there's a problem is a lot of what creates a problem, mm-hmm. or is it really just to create nice people and be
4: nice to one another? I think it's definitely a mixture of both. Like, uh, we, if you see someone on the street who's basically begging for money, it I don't think like, the best thing to do is to completely ignore them. Right. I think, obviously, if you can't spare that dollar, just going up to them and asking them how their day is going, that's promoting some type of good actions and good deeds that can keep their vibe, I guess, going. Like, you know, you're promoting, I don't want to sound all cheesy right now, but like, <laughs> good vibes all around. You can like, sound as
3: cheesy as you want. <laughs> I allow it.
4: No one's judging me here. Um, it's really... Well, it's just you and me here, so really, no one's judging <laughs> It's really all about, obviously, creating an awareness for the homeless people that they are there and they know that we see them and sometimes, unfortunately, ignore them. So, show that you do care. Because I know every single one of us who pass by, I mean, I've been guilty of it, too, trying to ignore them and all that. But I know that we do care deep We're down We're raised them. to care. Exactly. It's part of who we are. So... We want to show not only them, but I want to show everyone else that, like, even your words make a difference, and if you could not spare that dollar, go ahead, share your words. So, so what should difference. people do? They
3: should write, uh, just from, from your perspective, obviously mm-hmm. people should help give money, all that stuff, but like what your campaign and project of Give With Words, how do you do that? So, How do people participate? That's a better way to ask it, So you can
4: follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, give with words on both. And um, you can either go ahead and contribute your own dollar, like post a pic, ask them, obviously. Go up to them, um, show them the dollar that you wrote on, tell them what it's about, and then ask if you can take a picture of them holding it, and then post it and go ahead and tag us. And then that will just continue to pr- promote the awareness and like spread all the encourage right. people to continue to do that. Or you can go ahead and now you can Venmo us at GiveWithWords also. So send us your money, and then I will go ahead and take the money, print it, whatever it is, and write on it whatever you want written. When you Venmo us, you can just, like, write the quote that you want written Right, that's how you
3: can write what you... I do that a lot. I Mm -hmm. use Venmo, so... Yeah. Um, It's amazing. I mean, something my mom always says is that she wishes for every bad news story there would be something good. And I really feel like that, what you're doing is... It's not You're not trying to necessarily balance out what's going on in the world, but what you're doing is sort of creating this balance of not only am I acknowledging that there's somebody in need, but I'm trying to help them in the best way that I can. Right. Nobody's posting a picture and tagging you because they want everybody to see the good that they did. Mm -hmm. They're doing it because they want other people to do the good thing. Exactly. So just because you're posting it doesn't mean we're like, oh wow, you're such a good person. We're thinking, oh wow, you're really such a good
4: person. Yeah, and that other people should be trying to do the best that they can as well. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank
3: you. I hope that um, people really do start to reach out to you. um, And that, you know, it really does continue to make a difference because it sounds like you've already started to make your difference. Um, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. (laughs) I'm jealous because I wish I had the guts for something like that. You know, like I give food because to me, I feel bad when I give a dollar, but like even food, I feel weird about giving. Like at the end of the day, it's whatever snacks I have left in my bag, but I feel like it's right. I feel like it's something, but Um, no, it's really great what you're doing and, and keep, keep doing it. Keep, keep going. Give with words. You can look them up on Facebook or Instagram, read about them and start giving with your words on your dollar bill. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back.
0: Thank you, Leora. And thank you, Nahal. Again, that's Nahal Talazalan of give with words, a really cool, creative, uh, I guess an initiative of, of some sorts. You, you know, it's, it's there. I mean, I, I've traveled the subway system for the last, five six or years or so and and there really are there's unfortunately a lot of homeless people you could always find and and what i do is i try to keep a dollar sort of handy on me because i really just don't want to, whether it's on a subway or or on the subway platform or whatever it is i don't want to take out my wallet so i try to keep and i and i have one of those <laughs> please i mean i'm not embarrassed by it, one of those jerusalem pack wallets not like one of those uh not a, whatever fancier wallet but i have one of those jerusalem pack wallets so i try to keep one uh, a dollar bill kind of in the uh in the section that's really easily accessible, where I could just pull it out, um, but this is a little different, right? You you write a inspirational quote, some smiley faces, a hashtag, whatever it is. Like it, it's it's a really cool idea. Um, so you know you give her a lot of credit for some coming up with something creative, something different, something new that you haven't seen. Again, give with words. Check it out and uh, do whatever you can to really support that cause. We'll have plenty more coming up on Bite Size, including Tova Connect's interview with Nachman Solomon. That'll be again 10 a.m. or so. But for now, all right, play something random coming up right here. Let me put it in and here we go. <music>
2: Sieh
5: oh,
2: doch, so oh. scheint oh, sie oh, oh.
1: I'm a sinner, 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 Run, why do we flee? Let's leave this land when it's good for we So grab your tambourine and sing songs of praises to the king. We'll split the waters as you pass them by. So grab your tambourine and sing songs of praises to the king.
6: I'm taking my children, my family and my wife I'm leaving this land
1: tonight I'm taking my children, my family and my wife (laughs) Hashem elch, Hashem Hashem leolam vaeh. Hashem elch, Hashem Hashem
2: leolam vaeh. Aharei Hashem You Hashem, okay, Hashem, no, Hashem, okay, Hashem, okay, Hashem, el-o-keinu.
1: Mele, Hashem, Hashem, Nino, Leola, and I had Hashem, 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 Hashem.
0: Shem Melech by the y studs whether you know whether it's really the Omer or whether it's any day of the week I will play that song regardless it's it's such a great song in general and then the y studs do such an excellent version of it cover of it whatever you want to call it uh it's it's pretty much a must play for me regardless of the season so uh even more so at the time of year when we tend to favor acapella a lot more or need to play acapella uh you'll definitely be hearing a lot of that I'm sure on this network and definitely on my show, but here we are, top of the hour, and it's time. Tova connects interview with Nachman Solomon, one of the singers of the Solomon Brothers. So, without further ado, here's Tova with Nachman right here on Bite Size on the Nachman Single Network.
7: Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting here in the heart of your with the very famous Nachman Solomon of the Solomon Brothers, one of the lead singers. Welcome to the show.
5: Thank you for uh, having me. I'm excited to be here.
7: So, you started singing when you were really young. You come from a musical family.
5: Yeah, uh, I mean, I uh, we I, I don't remember not singing, basically, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I've even been on uh, my dad's CDs um, from age five or four, so...
7: You were singing Yeah, for, singing
5: on, uh, on, on his Breast love albums. Uh-huh. And, uh... As well, um, also, uh, um, I don't know if you've heard of Mickey Moshe Sure, he's also a a talented uh, songwriter. He wrote... uh... Anyways, he uh, recorded a couple of albums by my dad, and I sang on his albums as well when I I must have been four years old.
7: So we should mention that your dad is Bensiun Solomon from the the diaspora band. Yes. Um, And you have a lot of brothers...
5: Uh, yeah, we're seven brothers and one sister. And yeah. one sister. And one sister.
7: Does she sing also?
5: Um, at the Shabbos table.
7: Ah, so we should, act- oh, that's a future question, but we can ask it now. Um, so all the brothers are, everybody's musical. Your father?
5: Yeah, everybody is musical. Um, some, uh, some of the more firm brothers have uh, kind of gave up music for just studying Torah all day. Okay. But um they definitely are very musical and even uh, my brother Mayer who used to be in Moshav band used to be the lead guitarist uh-huh. and very, very talented Became very, very from now So He, he, he sings on Shabbos But uh, So when you all get
7: together on Shabbos And you're sitting around the Shabbat table Is uh, there a specific Zemmer Well, there, that
5: there was um, uh, We haven't gotten together for Shabbos in years Because it's such a big family And everybody has their right. own families
4: Right So um so growing doesn't, up Doesn't
5: happen so often But yeah, growing up We would all have our harmonies exactly We would sing breast love songs Usually at the Shabbos table uh-huh. Um, there was a feature one for every meal, so there was a <laughs> zamer bishvachin for the night and a sadel sudata for the day, and um, a skinu sudata for the uh, for the third meal, and uh, they were all my favorites.
7: So, Breslov love is your inspiration. Is there a specific artist that you feel um, that you're
5: I don't truly know, truly inspired? I mean, by? Breslov love is is part of my childhood. Right. I don't know if it's my inspiration. Okay. Um, I um I mean I'm very I love Rabbi Nachman uh, wouldn't consider myself a breast lover, per se but um, definitely influenced because we grew up on him and Rabbi Karlibach as well Shalom Karlibach and uh, yeah and then my parents are bali and they didn't cut out uh, necessarily you know old stuff that they used to listen to like Bob Dylan Simon and Garfunkel right. James Taylor so
7: so how do you think uh, the youth of today that have a wide range, a massive range of music, influencing their lives. How do you think your music is helping keep them in the realm of Jewish music?
5: Well, um, which our music is is some not always uh, psukim or you know from from the from anything that has to do with the Torah or whatever. But we grew up on that, and it's definitely what we breathe and eat. So anything we write is uh spiritually uh elevating and 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 influenced and mm-hmm. um so we try and uh instead of someone going and listening to you yeah. know i don't know megadeth or something uh, okay
2: they'll
5: listen to uh they'll listen to the solomon brothers and it's it's still and uh, it, it, will, it will it will it will do that job of you know getting out of the schmaltzy jewish world but still staying
7: in the cool in
5: the in the cool kosher world i guess <laughs>
7: Okay, so let's talk about, just back to your uh, childhood with all your siblings, is there a favorite childhood memory that you could think of? Music-related, not music-related?
5: With the family, specifically? Yeah,
7: ch- or not childhood?
5: Um, I mean, just, uh, well, there, w- when we were young, um, our father formed a band with us called Benson Solomon and Sons. Yeah. And so uh, I think, you know, after, I mean, after all the, the painful learning, crazy harmonies, because my <laughs> father always gave us the craziest harmonies and tears sitting down really? trying to learn them. And, oh no. But, uh, but when we actually would sit down for a rehearsal and like we had the harmonies tight and all the brothers are sitting there.
7: And it came together. And
5: it came together. And, and seeing also my mother shepping a lot of naha sitting oh, there. And, yeah. Um, those were definitely like highlights.
7: Wow. So, what year did you form the Solomon Brothers, or how did it come to be?
5: So, yeah. So, I was playing actually in a band called Hamakor. Okay. Um, I did that for about eight or nine years, right after I finished high school. Pretty much, we did a bunch of touring. We were signed by an Israeli record label right away, and we had uh, some success. Um, but what happened is, some of the band members had to go into the army, and and band members switched, and then. It just kind of became the Nachman Solomon show, and I wasn't. Uh, even though I am a front man, it's not.
7: You like having. I, I like
5: having, being a band and, yeah. and being part of a thing, and not that everybody else is just kind of, musician backup right, musicians, right. and so um, that was kind of. Uh, I was struggling with 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 that, and then uh, I got an email, from. Um, Teddy Productions, which um, are responsible for shows like Kochab Nolad or in the American *American Idol, what you would call the American Idol. And they were yeah. doing this new show called uh, The Musical Family of Israel. Okay. And so. Um, so
7: that was your opening.
5: I, yeah, so I messaged my brothers and they were into it and we went in for an audition. How many not years Not knowing ago this what. Is? This was about two and a half years ago. So recent. Yeah, very recent. Yeah. And um, we made it in, and then uh, we passed another stage, another stage, another stage, and we made it all the way to the finals. Yeah. And um, after the show was over, uh, we decided, you know, this is the most natural way to go. And so I kind of dropped Hamakor completely, and we formed the Solomon Brothers, and thank God, ever since we've been...
7: Uh, Filling up all your uh audiences. Very, <laughs> very,
5: yeah, very successful. We just put out an album... Um, um, just, uh, the end of last year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and we've been touring, we've been all over and it's been so far, it's been a great journey. We, we, we ended up doing another reality TV show called The Voice. Yeah. So tell us, a,
7: can you give us a little bit of, uh, behind the scenes?
5: Um, the well, voice? it was very different than the first TV show we did. This, okay. uh, you know, musical musical family. family in the way it was first of all it was pri- the other TV show was kind of like the music channel of Israel where okay. this was the prime t- prime time TV on, on the main on channel 2 which is like the main channel in Israel Yeah. so you're talking about millions of people watching you every time and, and the pressure is on and you're spending you know days on days in their makeup artists and, and stylists and I want to ask you
7: what it was like to wear makeup. Less,
5: uh, we got used to it already. I mean, we're oh yeah. We've been we've been on ever since the first TV show. We've been on TV interviews a lot and radio, and, but um, yeah, yeah. So you
7: see have to prepare.
5: We have to now. I always ask them first if I could not do makeup because <laughs> it is pretty annoying and I'm not, not a big fan. But um, but so uh, how,
8: yeah.
7: How does how does uh, you being on The Voice now help with like all these future performances that you've been on? it gives you like an immediate opening?
5: Um, yeah, so being on The Voice exposed us, to, I didn't even realize how much to, to, to the Israeli audience. I mean, when it first came out, you know, everyone was recognizing us on the street.
7: Yeah.
5: Um, now, less, but what I do, you know, when we do play shows, everybody says, oh, those are the Solomon Brothers from The Voice. And then when, you know, trying to get on, th- for PR reasons, Uh, trying to get onto uh, different radio stations or or interviews on TV, it it definitely helps a lot.
7: Yeah. Well, uh, I know how much I enjoy coming to your performances, so Um, you added some more, you know, different vibes into your
5: concert,
7: like some Spanish, some reggae.
5: Yeah. You know, we try, I mean, even though we're brothers and we grew up on similar music, actually our tastes are a little bit different, meaning Uh like, I think I grew up more on like I was very influenced by bands uh, in the non-Jewish world like Pearl Jam uh-huh. um, or Audio Slave uh, I mean like more like rock bands whereas uh-huh. my brother Yosef was very influenced by reggae and my brother Shruli, um Bluegrass so okay. we try and every we try and just combine that all Mesh and, it to, and mash together. it together somehow yeah. it works so Yeah, so so we do some reggae, and um, recently when we were um, on tour in in Mexico, actually, um, we we went out to see um, the mariachis play. Yeah, and um, there was uh, my brother uh, Yosef, who plays the bass. He traveled South America for half a year, so he picked up Spanish, and so. um, That was
7: that was really amazing. Song. But can you think of your favorite place to perform, or what's the coolest place you've traveled to? To perform
5: definitely i think mexico and south africa are definitely the coolest places but everywhere we go is i mean i love going to the u.s as well canada london was really cool um but first we, ha- we definitely have a warm place in our heart for south africa uh-huh. specifically yeah. uh the crowd there really likes us and <laughs> I just love the country as a country as well. Amazing. Yeah.
7: Do you have future uh, like summer tour plans or?
5: Um, we're possibly going to London in uh, early July for a couple of shows. Nice. Yeah.
7: Oh. So when you hear the word journey, what comes to mind?
5: So what comes to mind is our song "Life," which goes, uh, "Life is a journey. You live to love, you love to live," and. Um, it was written in South Africa, and we were um, it was our first time there, and just driving up to Kruger National Park, which is the safari, and uh, with all the views and, and seeing like the villages and the people over there just kind of uh, inspired me to write this song about you know what, it, what, what, it, what how lucky we are to be on this journey and yeah, so okay. that's what comes to mind when I. Think of journey
7: okay so you're eight kids in the family and I'm sure you have a lot of uh, nieces and nephews yes is there a next generation for singers in the Solomon family
5: um, I I mean they're too young to, to know if they're gonna actually do it as a career but yes definitely some of the uh, some of the kids have great voices and actually on the, the last festival on the Moshav um, my brother, Surely called up his son, Elisha, who sang uh, a song with us and with my father. So so nice. definitely, we had three generations up there.
7: You've lived in Israel your whole life?
5: I, uh, yeah, I grew up, yeah, I lived here okay. my whole life. I never lived anywhere else.
7: Okay, so when you think of Israel, and yeah. you travel a lot, yeah. can you think of a place that you could call your Israel happy place?
5: Mm, um, what
7: makes you the happiest to be in?
5: Uh, the Moshav, uh, gro- uh, going back to the Moshav, to the, to the forest in the Moshav, you know, it's like childhood memories and just nature, and th- that, that for me is, uh, it's like a peaceful place.
7: Yeah. Okay, so uh, I wish you continued success in all Thank of you your so singing. Thank and, you. And uh, thanks for sitting down with me.
5: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on the show.
7: I'm looking forward to uh, future concerts I'll bring my kids too. Definitely. Okay, thanks so much. Back to
0: you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Nachman. Again, that's Nachman Solomon of the Solomon Brothers. I'm sure you could find a lot of their stuff all over the place, on YouTube or on uh, their Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, we thank him specifically for his time, and as always, we thank Tova. Again, that's Tova Knecht. She is found on Facebook, Tova in Israel. A lot of cool things always you can find on her Facebook page, and especially as we get closer We just had Yom HaShoah, as we have Yom Atzmaut, Yom HaZikaron, Yom Yerushalayim eventually. Uh, She's a must-follow. So Tova K'necht, or Tova in Israel on Facebook, tovanisrael.com. Be sure to check it out. Plenty more coming up here on Bite Size. I do want to remind everyone that at 11.30 a.m. today, we will be pre-recording a table-for-two food truck show with Naomi Nachman. So what does that mean? The show is not going to actually air until Friday, but if you are on the Lower East Side, right outside the Nachman, Seagal Network Studios. Naomi will be doing a pre-recorded show with Mark Zomick, with Judd's Memphis Kitchen, otherwise known as—I don't know—I think they have another name, but uh, food truck show. If you're on the Lower East Side, come ahead, come out and check it out. Eleven thirty a.m. Come one, come all, come everyone. Uh, I'll probably be there. I mean, I assume so. It's right out here. Uh, so definitely come out and check it out and order some food. I, they have actually parked their, uh, cart outside about a block away from my apartment on 186th in Amsterdam. And, uh, I've ordered from them several times, really fantastic, fantastic food. So, uh, if you're down here, make sure you come out and make sure you bring some cash because let's support these guys at, uh. You know, kind of go all around New York City and, and, and outside of the city to bring us some great kosher food. Again, 11.30 a.m., Naomi Nachman's Table for Two with Mark Zahmic this week. Go ahead and check it out. More coming up on Bite Size. I'm going to play with you—excuse me, I'm going to play for you a song off of a Kumsitz in the Rain 3. It's a, uh, a CD composed by—it's it's, it's basically a lot of acapella for Sphere the Three Weeks. Featuring songs of A.B. Rottenberg. And I'm uh, putting it into the CD track now. I'm trying to think which one I should play. I mean, I could think a lot of these are probably really good. Hmm. You know what? I think I have a good idea. I'm talking a bit about Yomatsu, Yomi Rushalime. Let's go with track number nine. Vili Rushalime. Again, this is on A Kumsits in the Rain 3 Jr., an A.B. Rottenberg song. So here we go. Thank you for tuning into Bite Size right here on the Naukham Seagull Network.
1: Seest gaisoi ga che dibata Vediru Wis isch geil i Zaigha, kasch di vart au. Wis isch di vart shove vish koing bisoy kha kashedibarto vish koing bisoy kha kashedibarto sharing about the saw because have been this, I head
5: Spaces in my life, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Going clubbing every night, drinking till the day of light. Something's missing. sun is rising up it's coming up burning with the love of a new day love is staring
8: Ani, 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 yo I'll be night
6: Yet maybe I'm wrong But you can't be a singer without a song So don't shy away from your light Stand up, what's right Get up, get up, get up Don't shy away, shy away For heaven if you're stuck on seven You can't share a slice all alone Boats don't cross rivers with shoulders of shivers And you can't be a singer without a song Don't shy away from your light Stand up what's right Get up, get up, get up Don't shy away, shy away Shy away from your light, stand up what's right, get up, get up, get up, don't shy away, shy away.
1: Ketika, I can't have <whole yêu>? Hashem loikai, Veloikeya Moisei Moidehani Lefoneho Halefoneho Halco Hachesarosi Soi Mody Vahasheratosid. La I'll call a I so will call la I'll call Haches and so he we call the telefono Hashem loica veleguea doy esa voy de a mi telefono Hashem am the only one who is not the only mi V'asher ha'kosid l'assozi Al kol Alcohol la cerveza eres my the first time that the Lord has given us
0: Tikvaff of aka Pella's 2012 the year in review album. Ah <sighs> we are here. A few minutes left in the show. I know we didn't do it last week. That doesn't mean we're not doing it this week. That's right. This week we are back with everyone's favorite segment, four to the door. Again, how it works. We do a top four blank, usually based on a the theme of the show. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Just depends what we're feeling. And by we, I mean me and myself and Jamie Turkell, our assistant programming director and social media coordinator right here at the Knockland Seagull Network. So today we decided this. We decided the weather's been eh. I went on a rant. Let's just do the top four, our top four favorite seasons. Now, Jamie is a New Yorker, I guess you would say, born up here, raised up here. I am a Southerner, born and raised in Houston, Texas. So uh, and now I live in New York, so I have uh, lived in multiple and different types of climates. We both spent a year or plus in Israel. We both traveled to Italy, Paris, so we, we've seen different weathers, different seasons in different places. We both have a parent that I was believe was born in Montreal, Canada. Look at that. We have so many so many things in common, Jamie, huh? Tell me about it. So, top our top four favorite seasons. And as we usually do it, Jamie Turkel is going to go with her list. I Excuse me. I will read Jamie Turkel's list four to one. And then I will read my list four to one. com. if you'd like to share with us any comment, question, suggestion regarding the show or for to the door on a weekly basis. And you can always leave an app comment. Let us know what your favorite... Season is, or your top four favorite seasons. In this case, there's only four seasons. So we will each have the same four in a different order or not. I don't know. I'm looking at Jamie Turkell's list now and uh <laughs> this should be interesting. Okay, number four on Jamie's list is winter. I, I mean I, I have nothing to add other than excellent, excellent choice. Terrible season. Nothing ever nothing good ever happens in the winter. No one's smiling. Post-holiday winter, I should say, like January 2nd. No one's smiling. Ugh. Ugh. Ew. Ew. Winter. Winter. Winter in New York, I should say. Winter. Ew. Gross. Number three on Jamie's list, fall. Autumn. Autumn. Fall. Again. I I mean, yeah. Now, it's a shame fall gets such a bad rap, you know? Maybe I think the only reason fall is number three is because people, unfortunately, are like, shoot, winter's next. So it automatically worsens their mood. That smile turns to a frown, turns to a, meh, uh, ew. Because they're like, winter's coming up. Winter is coming. Number two on Jamie's list, summer, and number one, by default, is spring. You guessed it, right? Spring, I think it's fair to say, pretty much everyone's favorite I would assume at least everyone's favorite season. But again, winter, fall, summer, spring. So that's four to one. If you want one to four, her favorite is spring, followed by summer, followed by fall, followed by winter. So how does my list differ, if at all? It absolutely doesn't. That is exactly my list. Spring is the best. You know why spring is the best? Kind of the similar logic to fall, right? It's because winter is not coming for another eight months. I mean, it's been spring here for, how does it work? Jan- what, what? How do the seasons work? I know it's every three months. I'm trying to think what that date is. I feel like spring pro- Spring is March, right? Spring starts March 21st. We're already a month into spring. A good month into spring, and, and I'm dealing with 50s. I don't like spring here because of spring. I like spring because winter is so far away. But in New York, winter is like six months of the year. You get like two weeks of spring. You get summer, which is a whole other issue in New York. Then you get your two weeks of fall, and then you get your eight years of winter in one year. Spring in Houston, you you turn that, that calendar to February, you get to the Super Bowl, we're in springtime. The trees are growing, the leaves on the trees, the flowers are blooming, maybe not blooming yet. I mean, in Houston, there's really like two, three weeks of winter, and it's not even like together, it's like, deep freeze warning, we're getting into the mid-30s. It's going to be a cold one, take out your winter jackets, 45 is the expected low when you wake up in the morning. 45, I mean, 45 is pretty much what I woke up to yesterday. And people, I don't want to say overrate summer in Houston. Summer in Houston is hot. Don't get me wrong. It is boiling, boiling hot. It's humid. It's hot. It's hot. It's humid. You're sweating bullets. But the city of Houston knows that. Wherever you go into any store, into any anything, into any house, into any car, the air is blasting. People know the air needs to be on. There's central air. The stores are well air-conditioned. Your stadiums, your baseball stadiums, have roofs on it, which is a whole other issue that every stadium should have. New York, God, is there anything worse than a summer subway commute? And I'm used to it. I'm I'm the guy that's used to it. I uh, I mean, I'm not used to being tightly packed into a subway car and just Schwitzing with everyone else. That I'm not used to, but. I've at least used to those temperatures. I am that guy that if if you tra- if you travel on the one train, you know this because for some strange reason this only happens on the one train, the non air conditioned uh, car of the subway. I am the guy that will sit on that subway. I'll, I'll I could handle the heat. I'd rather get a seat and not sit with a million people, cram packed. I am that guy that'll be on that subway car. New York doesn't know how to handle it. But, I mean, it's not a New York thing. It's it's pretty much any city not used to those temperatures. At least you would think they'd be used to it here. I don't know. Whatever. Weather rants. I could go on and on. But, yeah, again, my top four. Spring is the favorite. Then summer. Then fall. Then winter. Also really coincides kind of with sports in a way because spring is when baseball starts. The NFL draft, which means NFL is sort of around the corner. Summer means more. The NFL is around the corner. Baseballs in the dog days of the season. Basketball. Spring. Playoffs. Summer finals-ish. I mean, it's really late spring, summer, whatever it is. And the fall is talking World Series. You're talking football seasons, full swing winter. Middle basketball season is not fun. Baseball off offseason. Football's wrapping up. So, yeah, that'll do it here for my weather rant. That'll do it for Fort at the Door. And that will do it for Bite Size here on the Knocklum Seagull Network. We thank Leo razamic and Tova Konek for their interviews today. And as usual, we thank you all, the listeners, for joining here on Bite Size with me on the Nachum Seagal Network. A reminder, you can check us out all over Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network, on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, and on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. Again, 1130 a.m. That is approximately 30 minutes from now. This is what you should do. You should take your phone with you, your smartphone. Keep your headphones in. Continue listening because coming up right now will be the live lunch with Avrami Finkelstein. So you want to make sure you're tuned into that. But you also want to come down right outside the Nachman Signal Network studios on the Lower East Side, Grand Street, because Naomi Nachman will be pre-recording her table for two with Mark Zamek with a food. It's a food truck show. Again, Judd's Memphis Kitchen. 11.30 a.m. Great food. I've had it before. I will have it again. I will have it another time after I have it again. Great food. So you're going to listen to it from me while keeping an eye out on the show. Naomi's show will... Air, as usual, Friday morning, so you're not going to miss anything. You know, necessarily because because you're either listening to Avrami or you're just watching with your eyes. That's fine, and you can catch that again Naomi's show 9 a.m. Friday morning, but the pre-recording Wednesday right here today. In 30 minutes from now, outside the Nahum Signal Network Studio. So, be sure to both tune into the live lunch and keep your eye on out for that. I think the. The uh, the car itself, Judge Memphis Kitchen will be serving lunch at cost, obviously, after the show. So, twelve thirty one, whatever it is, come down, grab some food, great food again, and enjoy. But again, Nachum Seal Network on Facebook, Nachum Seal Network, Twitter, Instagram, Nachum Seal Network. You'll I'm sure see a lot of pictures from that food truck show. And uh, if you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, please do so. Google Play Store, App Store, Nachum Seal Network. Type it in. Download the app, and you can catch all of our content while on the run. It's a Rose Chodesh Wednesday, and I like to remind you that the bite size is always, even on Rose Chodesh, even during the Omer, at all times, the right size.